peeps, welcome back to Hands Happenings, the corner of the internet where you have a friend. This is my first guest episode with one of my best friends of all time. We talk about a lot of things related to international travel and culture, and there's just a lot of laughs, and it's a good time. So, hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, I am so pumped to have my very first guest on the podcast, the Aaron Stern. What's up everybody? Okay, so for like new people that are listening to this, can you just like explain a little bit, who are you? I am Aaron. (laughs) I met my friend Hannah um, my freshman year, her sophomore year, in Gospel 101, which was... About six weeks in, in the spring semester, before it got shut down by COVID. Yeah. We went online. We had a great time, though. Yeah, it was good. And then we just stayed friends. hmm And here we are, like, two, three years later. Yeah. Yeah, love it. So, also just wanted to shout out Adam McComb, because he said that the hottest guest first would get me views. <laughs> you I won't see Aaron. That's I don't know <laughs> for the general public if that would be true, but for Adam, I am confident enough Shout in my out. attraction towards him or his attraction <laughs> towards me. I don't know which way it goes, but That's yeah. okay. Yeah, so basically you're, you're cute too, buddy. <laughs> so besides just from Aaron just being a great pal to me and many others, um I feel like something that you have a lot of knowledge about and also, like, something we have in common is international travel. So, you studied abroad in Germany all last semester, right? I did study abroad in Marburg, Germany. Okay. What, um, just, like, give us a little, I mean, obviously I know how that experience was for you, but give us, like, a little snapshot of, like, like a high-level overview of, like, the experience of that. So... I have been studying German for six or seven years up until the point of going to Germany. And um, I went over there really knowing nobody. I didn't know either the people from Iowa State going into the program before I went. Didn't know anybody else in the program and just kind of went in open arms, open eyes, and see what Germany had for me. So I got there first couple days I was with my friend Steffi and we toured Frankfurt. This is a friend that I've made through a previous trip to Germany that I took in high school and we hung out in Frankfurt for a few days which was a good lead into a long time in Germany which um, was filled with a lot of fun, a lot of challenges, um, a lot of encouragements, a lot of discouragements. It's really hard to live in a place that speaks a different language primarily Um, and it's also difficult to live in around a culture that's that closed off and um, cold to the average what they call Auslander uh, (laughs) outsider outsider yeah Um, so yeah I learned that pretty quick but I feel like I adapted well I found some friends and I also just enjoyed my time alone i you'll probably hear some stories of me solo traveling in this episode and um to kind of combat the loneliness for lack of better word that i felt in germany 
which honestly wasn't all bad. Like, you learn from all sorts of stuff like that. But um, I just started going crazy and was going to a new country every weekend is what it felt like. But, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like, might as well, since you're that close. Um, something that kind of, like, stuck out to me when you were telling that story is just about the German culture of, like, being cold on, like, an, an outsider I feel like sometimes when you're in a new environment, it can be easy to just, like, not assimilate, but just, like, kind of go against the grain to adapt. How did you kind of, like, break that? Because, like, how did you kind of, like, because I know you're a pretty, like, fun person, talkative, like, wanting to make new friends. How did you kind of combat that culture of, like, being an outsider and cold with your personality? Like, how did you kind of, like, mesh those two things together? Yeah, I think, um... I didn't let the environment change who I was, so even while I was in Germany and had the struggles of the people around me and, you know, their coldness, um, and I, I don't want to, I want to preface this and say that not all Germans are bad and yeah, mean and yeah. cold, like, there are some very kind people, shout out Steffi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this to send her, her <laughs> she's a freaking G, she's my favorite German, um, but... Yeah, I just was myself, and I made the friends that I could. I was living in a dorm, and um, every time that I was in a kitchen or in the hallways and I saw a new person, I would say hi, um, figure out if they spoke English or German or both, and, you know, would talk to them either way. Um, and so I made a lot of friends that way through my dormitory, through my program. We all hang, hung out together. Um, I knew a lot of other people in Europe, whether they lived there full-time or whether they were also studying abroad like me. Um, we kind of met up. I met up with some friends in Paris and Greece and some other places. Um, but, yeah, just kind of didn't let the environment change my outgoingness and, like, my desire to be around other people. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight. It, like, I think it wasn't until probably the last month or two that I really could say that I had close friends that, like, I cared about deeply and they cared about me deeply. Um, so, yeah, it was just a process of meeting new people and growing close with those people. I think you'll find that anywhere you go. It was just maybe a little less natural to do in Germany. Yeah, that's really good because it's fit in to, like, a certain culture or even if it's just like I don't know you can relate to that like more not necessarily with international travel but just like fitting in in any space I guess too um do you I mean obviously like since you made those really great friendships but it's kind of sucks it's like I don't know the time difference between here and Germany but do you guys like how do you still stay like close friends with people that aren't like in geographical like proximity because yeah. I know that can be kind of tricky, too. Um, I will be the first to say that I am an awful long-distance friend, and I am very bad at texting, calling, like, any sort of communication with friends who are not in close proximity to me. But that being said, Snapchat is a freaking wonder. <laughs> um, Snapchat. I Snapchat my boy Kaido every single day. Do you guys have I, a streak? I don't know. Let me check. Let me check real quick. <laughs> Check the snaps. See, I feel like in the U.S., like, Snapchat is kind of dying. No, we do not have a streak. Okay. 
do you just the do you do the chat is that because um, i think yeah. if you do the chat it doesn't count as like a streak um yes i we we do a lot of snaps he is still like kind of traveling the world he didn't stop so ever since june he's been everywhere and a half um i think right now he's visiting our other friend gloria in spain um or at least he was a few weeks ago and um he's gonna go visit another friend in greece here soon but yeah snapchat he uses that a lot i use that a lot instagram i post a lot of stories on there and we keep in touch that way yeah um yeah social media is just has a lot of benefits to it especially when you make international friends it makes it more a lot more accessible to reasonably keep in touch with people yeah definitely and i know you kind of touched on like you went some places by yourself and i kind of talked about in my first episode how did it like what did you learn from it i guess like it doesn't have to be super deep either like it doesn't be at some like life-changing thing but yeah. like what were some things that you learned from um it? i would say my favorite solo travel trip and probably my favorite city that i went to was in prague czech republic it was this um i i decided to go to prague on a thursday night at about midnight booked some hostel tickets and left the next morning about 5 a.m. So <laughs> I like was just like super spontaneous and woke up at the crack of dawn to um, take a train ride out to Prague. I think it was like an eight or nine hour train ride. Um, made all con my connections, which is great because Deutsche Bahn, the German train system, is really awful about that. Um, but yeah, didn't know anybody who was there. Didn't know anybody... I was going with, but just went to my hostel and saw what Prague could have for me. Um, and the first day, I really just kind of like toured the city on my own. I went to the Jewish quarters of the city, which was like historically where all the Jews lived and like um, where a lot of the community got wiped out during the Holocaust and such. Um, and that's close to my heart, so... I went there right before it closed, and the next day was Saturday, so that's their Sabbath. They're closed on that day, too, so it was the only time that I could go. Enjoyed that alone. I went to this really fancy and super tasty dinner. Golden Star? Or... I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> if it had I, small it, portions, it, if it was teeny tiny portions, it's probably like Michelin stars. It did not have Mich uh, teeny tiny portions, but... That's good. It was this um, traditional czech meal called pork knuckle which is like i think literally a pork uh, a, a pig kneecap that but they then like it's not deep a fry. i mean uh, i don't make the rules here you know <laughs> <laughs> I, uh but it was so freaking good um you had it with some sauerkraut and mustard and good czech beer czech beer is the best beer that i tried over there uh, hot take for all you german fans german beer fans but um yeah i went there and then went back to the hostel where i met a friend that i spent the whole next day with and then we toured the city together even more hung out the whole next day um we went to a bar the next night too um which we soon found out after that it was a gay bar Love that. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not gay but like 
Thanks for, thanks for letting us know. Gay bars are the most fun bars to go to. Like, the bartenders are always so nice. Like, it's always just, like, such a such a vibe. Um, um, it was good enough that... Wait, wait, what's, your, what's your side note? I was just going to say, like, so we have... We're recording this at Aaron's house right now, and um, our friend N.A. is just our live studio audience, audience today, and he was just laughing in the back. That's what I thought. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you, you're but, good. But um, but that gay bar, it was a great um. Yeah, the bartender, his name was Emmanuel. I shout out this guy. I don't know if I'll Give send that to him. Giving lots of shout outs <laughs> today. <laughs> and Love then to see it. um, it was a fun enough bar that I met some more friends at the hostel later that night, and we went back to the same bar and like hung out for another two hours there, and just such a great time i'm still like in touch with many of those friends um yeah i meeting people on the road is so unique and one of a kind and like when you're in the same spot as somebody else who's like traveling on the road and like wanting to meet people build community like you just click no matter if you have Mm -hmm. anything in common no matter if you can like really speak the same language well or not like you can just click with them and it makes sense and that's how i felt in prague and like these other places that i solo traveled to cool okay so after hearing about you being in europe for essentially like you were there february through june yeah it was right right on the dot four months okay so obviously it's kind of hard moving to a new place and then I feel like maybe once you finally settled in, it's time to go back home. Right. Did you notice anything coming back to the Midwest and, like, kind of assimilating back into that culture? Was that pretty easy for you? Yeah. Um, you know, people talk about reverse culture shock a lot, and I didn't really believe in it until I came back and experienced it. Just kind of funny how yeah. that happens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's little things that you, like, have to get used to again or big things like driving your car everywhere instead of like taking a bus and a train i did not drive once actually i drove once and but um, did you miss it though driving a car i did i did miss it yeah i missed the freedom i didn't like when you have to live uh based off of a bus schedule it gets kind of old um yeah so uh but yeah driving your car everywhere here that's a thing to get used to. Using plastic bags at grocery stores, that's a thing to get used to. Well, you to. don't have to use those. You, you don't know. have to, but, like, <laughs> people bag your groceries and, like, people Self don't do out. that. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Uh, you know, sustainability over here. <laughs> Gotta represent. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, I think, the thing that, like, was the best thing about coming back was just, like, being around the people that, like, I miss most, which was, like, a blessing 99% of the time. And that 1% of the time, it was a curse because, like, I suddenly had, like, every single friend that I ever hung out with in Ames, like, that I wanted to hang out with and wanted to hang out with me. Now that I was, like, freshly back into Ames after being gone for so long, you know, Um, which I adored, you know. Like, I, I was hanging out with them left and right as much as I could. I spent the rest of my summer in Ames after I came back, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. 
We love Ames in the summertime. Yeah. That's another shout out. Underrated. I would agree, 100%. Um, yeah, just a, one context. Aaron and I are both in a group through our church called International Friendship Connection, or IFC. And basically the whole premise of that is just inviting international students into an American home and just getting to know them and share a meal with them and just sharing the Bible with them. After being in Europe and not in the U.S. for so long, is there anything that you kind of took away that you could bring back into leadership in IFC? Yeah. I, before I went to Germany, something that was on my mind was that I am leading I international students in this ministry, and soon I'm going to be an international student. And I think that itself... That expectation was kind of very jarring to me when I actually was an international student because, like, I knew how I treated international students here. Like, I wanted to welcome them and, like, um, enjoy a meal with them and welcome them to my home. And I think that's probably why I feel Germans are as cold as they are because, like, that same reality, IFC wasn't a thing in Germany. Mm -hmm. So, like... Um, it was hard to, like, feel at home. Like, our tagline in IFC is, oh, you're a home away from home. And Germany didn't really end up feeling like a home away from home until, like, three months in, you know? Um, so, like, I definitely got the international student experience in that respect where I um, was uncomfortable. I was... Um, you know, struggling to find friends who, especially German friends, you know, Germans stick with Germans and international students mm-hmm. tend to stick with international students. Um, but yeah, um, I tried that much harder to, you know, create community and stuff. So coming back to America, like my kind of vision for what I've been doing this past however long I've been back, what's well, been, like, it's October now. Yeah. Four months? <laughs> I was trying to count in my head, four and it's months. like, why can I not, <laughs> why can I not count it? <laughs> right. Um, three, four months that I've been back here, um, my vision for both my ministry in IFC and just, like, my interactions on campus is to, like, make these international students that are here, make their struggles and burdens of being not at home and in a different place that they're used to as light as possible you know invite them to be friends invite them Mm -hmm. to like you know just hang out acknowledge their existence (laughs) like um, among anything else like that's the smallest thing you can do just say hi um i don't know i was interviewing uh people for a class a couple weeks ago and I walked up to this one person on campus or in the library I was like hey can I like interview you and she's like I'm not very good at English but I can try and I was like I totally understand the struggle like I was in Germany and I'm not good at German um so you know now I see those interactions and I can like empathize with those better I can like understand the frustrations of the language barrier i can understand like Definitely. um feeling like an outsider you know so yeah cool yeah. okay my last question just 
kind of rapid fire. What are like your top tricks, advice, what have you for people that want to either study abroad or just take a trip out of the U.S.? Like just... Um, I would say if you're really wanting to like travel, there's no reason that you shouldn't go. You know, you're always going to find reasons that like might put you on the fence but like just do it you're not gonna regret it it might be a couple months that you're not in somewhere comfortable but like i don't know it sounds corny but you're gonna grow yourself and you're gonna enjoy your time there and you're gonna remember it forever like i had my struggles and i have my um grievances with my program but (laughs) (laughs) was it your wasn't didn't wasn't your wine class like mine or something? My wine class? Do you not have a? I thought you had a wine. <laughs> I did not Wait. have a wine class. That would have <laughs> been cool. But uh, I had like the first six weeks I was there. Like Germany still cared about COVID, so like my German class <laughs> was online. Like imagine being in Germany taking a German class online. Like it was just not uh, susceptible learning environment for education. I don't know if that's the right way to put it but I, um, wait, I know what you meant yeah i know what you're trying to say it was yeah my program was kind of crappy but i had a great time and i would not have done anything different um yeah it was i don't know just get out there you know like i think people think traveling is so expensive and so like far off they need to save for years and years and like maybe you do need to save for a couple years but, like, just spend some money. Be okay with, like, buying a plane ticket and then budgeting the rest. Um, I think that's where the most fun trips come is, like, when you can, like, just be flexible and, like, go into it knowing nothing and being a broke student who just wants to, like, have some cool experiences. Um, you're just going to learn a lot. And, Yeah. I don't think there's much bad that can come out of it. So, yeah. As long as you do it safe. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Always be safe. Don't be going to like the Gaza Strip expecting that something <laughs> oh good is going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, also, sounds really like it might be stupid. If you're on a long international flight, get an aisle seat. Do not do the window seat. If you're being in a plane for, like, 12 hours and needing to, like, climb over people to pee, it's annoying. So, yeah, the view can be cool, but it's worth it to be able to Okay, do not listen to Hannah. Just get a freaking plane ticket and don't worry about other people because you're on a 12-hour long flight and you're going to have to go to the bathroom at some point because you're a freaking human. I'm just saying, like, get the plane. She, she, wait, just she's, let me. She's the girl that's in the aisle seat expecting everybody to freaking, like, honor her space and not wake wait. her up when they need You're, you're tr- asking people to hold it for 12 hours, bro. Listen <laughs> no, to yourself. No, I'm just saying, like, no, this is because I... When I flew to Italy, I was in a window seat. There was an elderly couple next to me, and I felt awful having to climb over them be like i'm so sorry i have to go to the bathroom but if you're in an aisle seat you don't have to feel bad for climbing over people and like i would understand if people need to like get out and go to the bathroom i just and also you have some extra leg room 
But like get the get the plane ticket regardless. If there's not an aisle seat, that's okay. But if there is an aisle seat, get it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and big thanks to my pal Aaron for agreeing to do this podcast. It's been fun. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Hannah. Yeah. Also, just a plug, Aaron's house um, runs a coffee shop on Google called Abrahome. Abrahome. One word. Abrahome. <laughs> Come visit us unannounced. Knock on the door. We'll answer you. DM for the address. I'm not putting that. If on. somebody, <laughs> if somebody is here, actually, don't even DM. It's literally on Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if somebody's here, we're gonna make you some coffee or tea, whatever you need, and leave a good review. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. just come hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron made me a really nice cup of lemon ginger tea before recording this. So, yeah. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast Instagram for updates, and if there's any particular topics or questions or anything that you guys would like to see and hope you all have a great day bye guys yeah